All right, boys, it's our end of the year special, and it's also Festivus. So you know what that means. Walter, season two doesn't end until you can pin your executive producer. Come here. Hey, guys. Alex from Passive Geek here, and I'm joined, as always, with Bobby and Walter. Say hey, guys. Hey, everybody. And, uh, boys, it's the end of the year. My God. I never thought this would happen. Yeah. We've made it past season two. And, you know, it feels good. We Two seasons of Capacity Geek are under our belts. Season three is, you know, the season where we get it. More than ten people listening to us. Yes. But uh, how do you guys feel about the season wrapping up? Uh, I felt we really came into our own this season. Okay. I feel we've got our banter down we've got our style down yeah our style is just harassing you the entire time bobby if you have nothing nice to say speak closer to the mic isn't it accurate though it is it is so we're gonna do a quick just a really short kind of quick little thingy uh we got going today because we're also releasing our first episode of our king of the hill podcast that we decided last second that we're not going to do to what we assumed that we were going to do. Cause then we realized that there are 13 seasons of King of the Hill. And if we actively release an episode every single week, we would be doing this for five fucking years alongside capacity to geek and other side projects. We do, we would have no free time anymore. I mean, if we, if it was be, if we were making money to the point where we could make it a career, I would still not want to watch. uh, (laughs) That would be five years still. So, Walter, let me explain something. Yes. He gets laid on either of us. He needs that free time to get that butt. Get that butt indeed. Boys, call me. Boys, don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Shouldn't it have been like, boys, call me. Girls, don't call me. I mean, something like that. It depends. Like, do you have a certain standard of boy that you would like to call you? You know what? I'm going to put it out there. My type of boy. You know, after two seasons, finally, I will tell you guys my type of boy. He has to be a little bit taller than me. It's okay if he's like the same height. He can't be like for something. You know, I'm not into, you know. Super short. Super short people. Like, Peter Dinklage is not my type. <laughs> okay. I feel okay. like that's offensive, though. Wait, wait. Because he does have dwarfism, doesn't he? Yes. yes. Okay. Hold on. But what if it was Tyrion Lannister and he had all that money? I mean, I could probably buy a five-foot bucket. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right so this is a bad conversation to start with but uh my type he's got to be a little bit taller than me it's okay if he's the same height i don't i don't really mind height he doesn't have to be muscular um one thing for my type definitely uh you have to be kind you have to be really nice you have to be a you know sweet person um i also really like people who are a dumb kind of smart where you know, they're definitely knowledgeable and they know a couple things, but they're not super in your face about it where, yeah. you know, they're, they're, 
like a smart himbo is what I want. You know, basically, um, definitely has to be blonde. I have a thing for blondes. All the blondes who I've talked to, please do not call me. <laughs> God damn it. So, uh, <laughs> why don't we get right into this week's activity and, um, why don't we uh, go into our favorite things of the year? Yes. Why don't we start with our movie list? Walter? Ebenezer Maine. I've seen two movies that came out this year. I told you to make a movie list. Even like streaming movies? Yes. Well, you're going to have a short list. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do the we're going to do the rules that we did in our small soldiers review, which never got released. Uh, basically, what we did is Bobby and I are going to say what number of movies we've watched and we're just going to go from that number down and uh, hold on. Okay, 2020 film list. I have nine films, Bobby. How about you? Hey, same. Okay, so perfect. It works out like that. So once we're at two, we will let you know. <laughs> uh, Wait. What? There's a movie I saw this year that came out last year. No, count. it does not count. Okay, then it's two. It does not count. Okay, so... Three. Three. Do we want to do bottom-up or top-down? I'd say bottom-up. Bottom-up? Yeah. Okay, so worst movie of 2020 for me. Uh, this list is not in order, but I, I know what it is. Worst movie of 2020 for me is Scoob. And I really like Scoob. The thing about the 2020 movies is that uh, I haven't seen a lot of them, but a lot of the ones that I went to see were ones I actively wanted to see. So I kind of don't have any bad films that came out in 2020. But my 2020 pick for the worst film I've seen is Scoob. It's just the humor is very modernized, very, uh, you know... A lot of meme humor. Simon Cowell makes a cameo for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, in 2020. I mean, he needs a little at this point, right? I guess so. So, Scoob is my 2020 worst. Bobby? No! This one's kind of difficult for me. If anything... I'd say... Maybe the new Borat... Really? Like, it it was good, but it wasn't something that I was actively, like, Is it the, the, uh, what I just said, where, like, all of these I like, but it's just, right. I haven't seen... Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, Borat is actually... I would rank it pretty low, too. But, um, my second, uh, my, you know, next one on my list, my number eight, is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I really enjoyed this film. This film is probably my favorite DC film out of the new uh, continuity that they're doing. I like. I loved it more than I liked Wonder Woman. And you that's know? a hell of a title. It is a hell of a title. We might do Birds of Prey for the show. I might make you guys watch Birds of Prey. I'd be hey, down. Alex, guess what? What? I'll, I'll let you finish. You've seen Birds of Prey. I'll let you finish. I am pretty much finished. Okay. Is Birds of Prey your number eight? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it for the show. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I, I have seen the scene with that egg sandwich, though. 
Oh. And that egg sandwich looked dope. Oh, yeah, it's no. from Babish episode, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, those are actually duck eggs. She's allergic to chicken eggs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but, um, okay. So next up would be a movie that I uh, celebrated my post-COVID life with. Uh, the New Mutants. The final, final hurrah to the Fox X-Men series. I watched this alone in a theater with COVID. I had I got to take my mask off after COVID. After COVID, I went to the theater to celebrate. I took my mask off because I was the only one in the theater. I made sure it was fine. You know, I honestly, it felt good. I really like New Mutants. Like for years, between us even, I have said that New Mutants is going to suck ass. It's not going to be that good. You know, it's been delayed for so long. It's going to be a mess. And, you know, there is some of that element there. But yeah, it's okay. I, I liked it. I I'll get into it more when my stuff comes. But yeah. I really liked it too. Mm-hmm. I think the critics are way too tough on it. Yeah, Bobby. Where are we at? Number seven. No. Or... Yeah, seven. <clears throat> oh, another tough one because again, like you said, none of these are in any particular order. Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, you said the at the very beginning when you're trying. Oh no, I said that my list is not in a. I didn't organize a list, Same. so I'm just. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yes, uh, number seven. It shouldn't count, but we're gonna give it to the Star Wars Holiday Special. The Lego Star Wars Holiday yes. Special. Okay. Um, that was a lot of fun. It, wasn't all that great, but you know, it gave us what we wanted for the time being. Yeah. Unless you haven't seen it and it hasn't given you anything yet. I haven't seen it. It hasn't given me TLDR anything. Life Day is canon now. Good. Deal hey, with it. Good for them. It's always been canon. It's like November thirteenth or something like that. I don't know. But uh okay. Uh so six on the list, right? Yeah. That would be Borat subsequent movie film. I Enjoyed it. It made me watch the first Borat again. Um, definitely a lot of cringy humor. I love how he broke into the RNC dressed as Trump. I I have very fond memories of the first Borat. Have you seen subsequent movie film? I have not. Oh, you should watch it. Amazon exclusive. Yeah. A lot of a lot of sequels to long away a lot a lot of long awaited sequels are coming on to Amazon. Uh, coming yeah. to America. Yeah, I just watched that trailer. I haven't seen it yet. Hey, uh, Eddie Murphy tries to hard. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. He do, he does not look like he's aged much after the first coming to America. I would say. Okay, uh, so fifth down. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll I'll give it to Onward. Okay, hold on. I want to do something fun. Okay. I want. Bobby, I want you to message Walter, not on the group chat, but on on your own uh, chat channel or whatever, what you think my top film is, and I'm going to do the same. Okay. And we're going to see. And right before we do number two, he's going to read out. All right, make that four. You've seen four? Yes. Okay, so I believe he's up next then, right? Probably. Okay, what did I just say? 
You said onward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to give onward the number five spot too. I mainly wanted to see it because of the Simpsons short. Yeah. But honestly, as a brother, I, I welled up a lot during that movie, especially the ending. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, very touching film. Yeah. I, I feel like if you were a brother, you would understand too, because it's just, he spends his entire life trying to look for that fatherly love. But the thing is that the whole time he's had brotherly love and, Uh, all right, so number four, right? All right, Walter, why don't you start us? Uh, my number four, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Okay, you've been wanting to push that for the show for a while, haven't you? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. A lot of it is the same beats from the first movie, but there's also a lot of like background into the Scorpion and Sub-Zero rivalry. There's... A kind of really unneeded twist. Mm -hmm. Like, a very, very, very unnecessary twist. Okay. But it's bloody, it's gory, it's action-filled. It's what you'd want for Mortal Kombat. Okay. Bobby? Uh, My number four is probably going to go to 1917. Are we counting that? Did that come out? Yeah. Yeah. It came out in 2020? Yeah. No, it came out in... A select theaters in 2019, but... Then Worldwide release in 2020. Okay, I'll give it to him. All right. Anything you want to say on 1917? So, imagine if, uh, say, The Lord of the Rings took place during World War I. <clears throat> That's exactly how this film felt. Just a lot of walking. A lot of walking, but, like, you know... Frost, uh, like, you know, throwing some Red Dead Redemption 2 because mm-hmm. that's where the director got his uh, inspiration on his filming style from. I did hear that. Did I hear that from you? Yes. Okay. I didn't include 1917 in my list because it did come out Christmas Day last year. When, when did you see it? I saw it early, like in January. Okay. So, therefore, you saw it in 2020. We'll count it. Okay. Let's then just... put... Put uh, Mortal Kombat at five. five. Okay. And then for four, mm-hmm. uh, put Sonic the Hedgehog at four. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, wait, wait. So you're putting Sonic the Hedgehog, or are you putting 1917? What is 1917 on your list? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. So, all right. We haven't... Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what's it? Our threes? Yeah. No, is it our, it's our fours. Yeah. No, it is... Yeah, it's our fours. Now it's our fours. Right? You have four left? I'm hoping you're trying to do a four. Two, okay. All right. So um, then we'd be going to threes. So, I got to do my four. Yes. Okay. So my four is Adventure Time, Distant Lands, BMO. Um, I was never an Adventure Time guy. I mean, I, I always thought the characters were interesting and like, the you know, I've seen a lot of the memes and I've always wanted to get into it. And I've started watching uh, part of the original series. Um, I think I'm on season two. But uh, yeah, I watched BMO and it was a fun time. 
you know, Adventure Time, Distant Lands, uh, HBO Max exclusives. Um, I really like BMO. And uh, I like the other one more, as we're going to see. So, threes? Um, you know, I'm going to give my third to uh, Guns Akimbo. Okay. Like, it's... It, it's pretty much literally just Harry Potter with guns. Okay. Oh, Are you just saying that because it's Daniel Radcliffe? If you think about it, yes. Yes, I am just saying that because it's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> but imagine, imagine, right? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Harry Potter gets into, like, this criminal underworld where he's just watching these streams of people killing each other in the streets for sport. How is that Harry Potter? Like, it's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. That he doesn't he have wands. He has guns. Walter, what's your number three? He's got guns. Get, okay. Stop it. Stop. You're, stop. you're being cut off. My number three is New Mutants. All right. New Mutants is my number three. I really enjoyed it. I had been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, I went in kind of like expecting a possible disappointment, but I really liked it. I loved the characters. Um, and they used the actual mutants that were in the first run of New Mutants in the 80s. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, and they they are some really cool, like, unique out there powers. Uh, but I thought that was... I thought that movie was good. I thought it got way too much flack from critics. Oh, yeah. Um, it, the the tone they set was really nice was really good it kept you just on the edge being like okay what's going to happen something's definitely going to happen something's going on here what's going on here uh, and I just really enjoyed it sweet uh, my number three yeah all right Bobby, look me in the eye. You know what's about to happen. Oh, no. My number three is Hamill film. Son, I'm proud. I'm so proud of you. I mean, it had to be in the top three. Uh, Yeah, so the Hamilton film, you can go watch our commentary track on that. But, uh, yeah, I love uh, live theater. I love live theater. I can watch at home. And it was a fun time. So, number two. Alright, uh, so my number two mm-hmm. is actually Hamilton. It's one of those movies where it's much like something out of the MCU where I could watch it one time ever uh-huh. and be fully content with my life after that. Okay. That, that was Hamilton for me. It's something that I've wanted to see forever. I finally saw it. No. And now I'm good. Now I'm good. But I still listen to the soundtrack from time to time. Okay. But, you know, how can you not? Okay, Walter, number two film? My number two is Hamilton. All right. Wow, look at that. I really enjoyed it. I loved the songs. I loved... I love history, so that was my thing. Mm-hmm. I was just completely blown away by it. It was so great. That's great. Uh, my number two was Adventure Time Obsidian. 
this one I really liked a lot more than BMO. I had had Marceline and uh, Bubble, Princess Bubblegum. It was it was really nice. They finally got to acknowledge their relationship. You saw an adult Finn. You saw an adult Finn. Princess Bubblegum saw adult Finn's dick. You know, it was a fun time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that happened. You know, I love it. I'm though. not surprised. <laughs> like he comes out of a Winnebago and he just took a shower. His uh, fucking towel falls off, and uh, Marceline looks away, and Princess Bubblegum's like, eh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Walter, uh, I know I got this wrong, but why don't you read out what I said Bobby's favorite film would be? He thought yours would be Hamilton. What is your favorite film? My favorite film is the one that I saw this morning, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Chadwick Boseman's final performance. And he was terrifying. In that film. Like, he plays this 32-year-old kid who kind of wants to um, bring his own thing into uh, into the band that he's playing for. He's playing for Ma Rainey and her band. And, uh, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was one of the songs that he wanted to put his own twist on. And the uh, the record producer even thought that that his take on it was way better than the original uh, the original version of the song. Mm-hmm. So is this an autobiography? It's so it's actually Not based off of yeah. biopic. It's a biopic in a sense. Okay, it's a fictionalized account of. Um, of a recording session in Chicago mm-hmm. in the year 1923 or okay. 1927, um, based off of a play by August Wilson, mm-hmm. who you might know his name from another little project that Denzel Washington was doing. Fences. Fences was part of the uh, of what they called the Pittsburgh of the Pittsburgh cycle, mm-hmm. which was just a. 10 play run that August Wilson had come out with. Wow. So, um, but yeah, like he starts out as just this 32 year old kid who wants to put his own spin on things. And then when, uh, he ends up not being able to have his way. Well, if you've seen the film, you know, right. So great performance. Right. Very good. So, Walter, what was your one film? 1917. Okay. I thought 1917 was absolutely fantastic. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the drama in it. I loved the performances. I just thought everything about that film was phenomenal. Okay. All right. Sweet. Uh, so, Bobby probably got this right. Walter, what did he put it? Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, yep. When you see all your films with the the, the same two guys, you kind of have seen all the all the films together. So, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog definitely my favorite film of 2020. It's just it, it's a lot of fun. I love the Sonic character. I, I can't wait for the sequel. They just uh, there's a report I think from Deadline that Knuckles is going to be in the sequel. So, oh. holy fuckles, get ready. 
But uh, yeah, so those were our films of 2020. And uh, very good job, boys. I'm proud of you. We could we finally got through a movie list without uh, it being canceled because someone spent 20 minutes looking at gremlin porn. You know you enjoyed it. God. For at least one of you did. No. For at least a minute and a half, yeah. Oh, that's my opinion. Hey, fuck you. A minute and a half and five minutes of crying. And then another go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, um, yeah, let's do this list that I gave you guys of things I wanted you to find your favorite of this year. Okay. Uh, First one was favorite song. I actually have two. I really should have one. But I have two. The first one from it's a it's a single. It's Joseph Dubay's "Simply Dead." You might you guys might remember in October, I constantly made you guys stream this song so it can get a ton of streams on Spotify. And so you guys have obviously heard this song. Yes, Bobby. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I don't know, I just really love it, it's, you know, it's a really neat song about kind of love and relationships, and it's kind of something I need I need right now, just the lyrics kind of really spoke to me, and yeah, Joseph Dubay, up-and-coming artist, uh, emo Joseph on TikTok, he's a great guy, uh, go check out his stuff, uh, Stream Loser Boy, which is one of my favorite albums this year, but we're gonna get into that next, uh, the other one is one of the singles off Neon Trees, I Can Feel You Forgetting Me. It is Used to Like. It is my most played song on Spotify. I uh, It was released on January 1st, and I have, I think my 2020 Wrapped um, gave me 363 streams of just that one song. So it, it it was my top plate of the year. Uh, yeah, again, it's just what I really needed at the time. It's, you know, about unrequited love and just all that stuff that comes with it. And I, I really like it. Used to like Neon Trees. So those are my two songs of the year. Uh, what about you guys, Bobby? Um, honestly, it was a little hard to think of like any one song but if I had to choose my one song of the year it would probably be um one of the new singles that the Wonder Years put out called Breakless it's uh it's going back to their stylings from 10 years ago because this year would be the 10th anniversary of or actually what would it be this year honestly Either this year or last year. I think it's this because year because that's when they, they're they doing the box sets. They are. However, it's the 10-year... Uh, they're celebrating 10 years of two different albums that came out two different times. So it's going back to the stylings of The Upsides and Suburbia of Give Me All Now I'm Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it definitely feels like something out of that, you know early 2020 or 2010s pop punk scene where like, you know, it's a lot of woe is me. The world's out to get me. Oh yeah. 
my car is in the front lawn. I'm sleeping with my clothes on. <laughs> Please tell me. Okay, let's not from 20 time, but okay. Please tell me why. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Alright. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Um, not really. Walter. My song, my favorite song from this year would probably be uh, Alibi by Outlining Color. Okay. I randomly found them on a metalcore playlist. Of course you did. That I was just listening to, like, a, just a mix. And I mm. was like, oh, this song's awesome. And I've just been playing it so much, because, like, it it starts off kind of slow, and then it just goes into the chorus, and the chorus is super heavy, and it's just, it, it's freaking great. All right, sweet. So, um... Next up is album of the year. And, oh, Bobby, you're giving that look. You have multiple albums, don't you? Not particularly. I have two. I have one. Uh, <laughs> top one, definitely. One that I've been super, I was super hyped about since I heard it was coming. Since it got delayed to the day before my birthday. Neon Trees fourth studio album I Can Feel You Forgetting Me came out a week after I broke up with someone. It is a song it is an album all about ghosting, regret, love, falling out of love, resentment, hurt and skeletons. It is one of my favorite albums. It is up there with my Chemical Romances, The Black Parade. It is up there with Panic at the Disco, Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. It is up there with just some of my favorite albums of all time that I own on vinyl. I own that album on vinyl. And it came signed by the band, and I'm in love with it. And Neon Trees, You Are My Thrill Forever. Bobby? Oh, shit. I'm sorry, I was too busy jerking off Tyler Glenn. To, I'm not putting that on the podcast. No, I'm keeping it on there. I was too busy stroking Tyler Glenn's ego in lieu of in lieu of other things. I could be stroking on Tyler Glenn. This conversation got into a weird territory, but uh, I forgot about the uh, the second uh, album, uh, Joseph Dubay, Loser Boy. It is a four song. EP. It is 12 minutes. It covers a lot of different uh, sounds. And, you know, hold your breath, little loser boy. I feel like that was not as hyped as I gave. I can feel you forgetting me, but they are both very close. Uh, Bobby, album of the year? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just tell you my two. Okay. Um, first one would be uh, The Wonder Years again. First NDK Volume 2, which is an acoustic arrangement of a lot of their past songs, complete with a uh, string section. So, you know, if you're into violin, you've come to the right place. <clears throat> and then uh, my, my second one would be uh, MGK's Tickets to My Downfall. 
Oh. Couple of really, really solid tracks. Even though a lot of people are saying MGK is absolute trash for trying to be pop punk. Including the hairy man that sits before you. Oh, fuck off. Travis Barker is his drummer and his producer. I have listened to so many songs he put out from, like, that style, and they're trash. Like, I cannot stand that. Ladies, ladies, come on. Be civil. All right, Walter, what's your album of the year? Uh, my album of I the year. I didn't know Corn released an album this year. Or was it Tool? Talk trash. My album was, of the year. Was it Trapped? No. <laughs> hey, strong, I'll take you on. Oh, no, I don't want to owe that guy 25 cents. <laughs> my favorite album of the year is probably uh, What the Dead Men Say by Trivium. Okay. I don't uh, know what that is, but. It's just a. Just. A straight up, really good metal album. Uh, their singer, his name escapes me. He's a fantastic vocalist. Uh, their instrumentals across the entire album are fantastic, and they probably produced two of my three favorite songs of the year off that album. Very nice, very nice. All right, uh, book. Book of the year. Um, since not a lot of us do a lot of reading, I guess I'm counting. I'm being very flexible on what counts as a book this year. It's okay. I have an actual book. You don't have to worry. Okay. Uh, for example, my book of the year is Claire Saffitz, Dessert Person. It is a cookbook by one of my favorite people in the world, Claire Saffitz, who used to be a test kitchen chef for Bon Appetit before Bon Appetit, bon Appetit got canceled. And the pandemic, now she's on her own. She has a book called Dessert Person. It is amazing. I have focaccia bread proofing right now from that book. It is one of my favorites of all time. And my book of the year is Permanent Record by Edward Snowden. Oh. It's his autobiography about uh, everything that led up to his... Uh, you know, running away from the United States after leaking a shit ton of documents. Right. Is there an Elton John me um, uh, situation where the audiobook is read by Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I, you know, <laughs> I, I have the book on Kindle Unlimited. I'm not sure if this version of the book comes with audible narration. So I'll, I'll just have to get back to you on that. Okay. Bobby, I think it was a joke. I mean, it could be 100% accurate. They got Sissy Spacek to do the audiobook for Carrie, for Christ's sake. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, so, book, Walter. All right. Um, I'm going to push this in two different ways. One, it's a comic book run. Two, it came out last year. I think what he's saying is he doesn't know how year. to read. And it's the House of X, Powers of Ten run that uh, Jonathan Hickman did for Marvel with X-Men. I Jonathan Hickman, isn't that the Walking Dead guy? No. Isn't it? No. Uh, but it's one of my favorite X-Men stories ever told. Because it... I'm thinking of Robert Kirkman. Yes. I don't want to spoil it, 
But just imagine a situation that involves Professor X, Magneto, Apocalypse, and Mr. Sinister on the same side. They're going to have an orgy? That's what it sounds like. No. But yeah, they're Little on, old man foursome? They're, they're on the same side. That's what we call uh, doublethemeatspin.com. <laughs> oh, wait, meat spin. I thought you meant lemon party. Uh, talking about old fringe websites on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, boys. Uh, yeah. Um, they, and they call back to so many, uh, integral moments in X-Men history, like, uh, the Genosian genocide, the, uh, House of M event where Scarlet Witch was just like, I'm stripping like 90% of the mutants of their power. No more mutants. She whispered it. And we're probably getting that in the reverse side on WandaVision next month. I I can't wait. I can't wait for that either. I just ordered the pops. But yeah, uh, that entire run, I finished it in two sittings. Very nice. I just uh, I just read the uh, I don't know who it's by, but it's 2013 Young Avengers run. That's part of the reason why I stole your Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. So I could read that. So yeah, it, it it's great. Um, all right. So new podcast. So, not a podcast that started this year, but a podcast you discovered this year. I know what? Do you actually have one? Okay. I because I, I remember in the group chat you said you didn't have one. Were I you thought, confused by that? Was, yeah, I thought you meant that started this year. No, 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 no. One you discovered this year. Um, mine is my brother, my brother and me by the McElroy brothers. Uh, it's just a very funny. Uh, they do different topics each week podcast and you can tell that they're just three brothers that started a podcast that just have a very fun time obviously their history goes more than that bobby you probably heard of them from polygon right i've known about them for pretty much ever for as long as i've listened to podcasts okay so i like i said not a podcast that started this year just a podcast i discovered this year okay don't look at me with those eyes Okay, so My Brother, My Brother, and Me is my choice. Uh, Bobby? Um, so, to be completely honest, I don't remember if I started listening to these guys last year or this year, mm-hmm. but uh, Too Beautiful to Live. Okay. <clears throat> like, it's literally two former radio hosts. One of them currently works for CBS. The other one just kind of does his own thing. And they just kind of ramble on no particular topic. The, the episodes just kind of go anywhere. Very nice. I've uh, started listening to last podcast on the left. There we go. There's my I boys. Did, I There was a period where I was listening to them at work. Yeah. I went through their episodes on Gacy. Oh yes, I love I love the second episode where uh, uh, it's the second or third episode I forget, but uh, it's the second because I think there's only two, right? Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Where Henry just starts by singing "Send in the Clowns." Yes, <laughs> I <fucking> love it <laughs> so much. Oh God, I love last podcast on the left. And then I, the first one I listened to from them was their big like. I, think it was a three or four partner in H.H. Holmes. Oh, yes. my One of my favorite ones they did is uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. 
but I've always been fascinated by H.H. H. Holmes, and I learned stuff on that that I didn't know before. Marcus, like, Henry, and Ben, they do their fucking work. Like, if H.H. H. Holmes hadn't, like, gotten in, gotten uh, targeted by the Texas state officials for his uh, constant insurance fraud, like, that man had a hard-on for committing insurance fraud. Of all things. Uh, I no fraud like insurance fraud, am I right? He would have built a second murder castle. Oh, wow. Like... It was pretty much built, but like he had the land purchased. He was starting to get it built and everything, but then him and this drunken idiot he was working with, which that's always how they presented this guy was just a drunken fucking moron. They had to go on the run Yeah, for what eventually did land him in prison, which was insurance fraud because he would make someone up and uh, take an insurance policy out on this non-existent person. No, no. He would take an insurance policy out on his friend and then, like, set a fire somewhere and then be like, oh, he was in there. I haven't been able to find him. And it's the late 1800s. Yeah. They don't do dental records and stuff to make sure that people are there. Right. So he just dug up bodies and put teeth. Very nice, very nice. All right, uh, so next on my list is I have Purchase, your favorite purchase of 2020. And I would have to say it's probably my 70-inch 4K Samsung TV that I have in the next room. It's just – it's beautiful. I'm uh, I'm in awe every time I watch something on it. Yeah. I watched Endgame on Sunday. Ooh. The scene where they just show – the overhead shot of Scott eating the tacos, the Taco Bell tacos, <laughs> fucking glorious. I wanted tacos like that afterwards. It, it just, they just look so good. So yeah, probably my TV. Bobby? Um, honestly, probably my car, which technically does not count as a purchase because it is being financed. I mean, that, you, that's a purchase. You put money down on it. You purchased, oh, yeah. yeah. You purchased the rights. Well, technically, I didn't, but the title's still held by the bank. Right. It's a purchase, Bobby. Yes. My favorite purchase of the year was finally being able to get my hands on a PS5. Yes, we can no longer make jokes about him not having a PS5 on the show. (laughs) It's uh, it's great. Uh, I bought it specifically so that I wouldn't have to, uh, you know explode my ps4 pro to play cyberpunk and boy am i glad i'm playing it on a ps5 is it a lot better on the ps5 well, i mean they a did, bit better they, they did just come out with a new patch to increase uh to, to increase the quality for xbox one and ps4 yeah. like so, i'm good like are we gonna talk about video games of the year uh, i honestly don't have any Let's just do it real quick. Yeah. Um, um, I if it, uh, I'd want to put Cyberpunk up there. Oh, that's why you don't have any. Pretty much. I know why you don't have any. I'm sorry. I'd want to put Cyberpunk up there, uh-huh. but I can't. No, because it's got so many issues. Okay. Like, so what is your one of the year? Oh, my game of the year. Probably Crash Four. 
Okay. Yeah. I love Crash Four. I I haven't beaten it yet. My anxiety is not letting me play it for a bit, so it's so fucking difficult. It, it's great. Um, it but everything is just so well made. Yeah. Uh, every like I haven't started Ghost of Tsushima yet, mm-hmm. but everything I've heard is that game is just astounding. Yeah. Uh, I might have said Crash Four this year. Yeah. Um, if not, I might have said Animal Crossing, but I'm going to say Spider-Man Miles Morales is my favorite of the year. Just a continuation of the Spider-Man series that I loved in 2018. Oh my God, that game. It's so good. Amazing. That's probably my favorite game of this generation. Yeah. This past generation. Oh, that's gotta be insane trilogy for me. Just, I was waiting for that for so long of the last generation. I was too, but like... It pissed me off so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still can't beat the first Crash game. I can't. Two I and can't. three. I, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly going through three. Oh, I haven't started two yet. I have 100% on three. I, uh, Spyro, I have 115. I had 115% on every single of the three games, mm-hmm. which Spyro is far more of a collectathon than crashes. Yeah. So I was very proud of that, but my PS4 corrupted, but I swear guys, I did it. I, I got like 75% on the first one, which with how much of a collectathon Spyro is, that's still yeah. pretty good. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, oh, uh, that one dragon in the treetops level where you have to chain together the two Oh, paths. I know exactly what you're talking about. I I can't do it. Right, yeah. I can't. I did it once, and it was, it, it was a bitch. Uh, Bobby, I'm going to assume that your number one would have been Miles Morales if you didn't have a data cap. Yeah, which, guess what? We're at 100%. Oh. So, yeah. Five more days of the year, bud. Yeah, five more days of the year. If we uh, go past 50 gigs, that's an additional 10 bucks. Fuck you, Comcast. Mm, I mean, nah, I'm not going to get political on this podcast. Fuck you, Ajit Pai. Thank you. I'm glad you're fucking leaving on the 20th, you bitch. Um, all right, so moment on the show. Uh, I would have to say probably my not dramatic – but probably just my monologue at the end of the second pod decks episode where I got into my depression and how much my friends mean to me and basically just that whole spiel about, you know, just where my life is right now. Um, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite moments of the show. I feel like I have really opened up and if you guys haven't heard that yet, uh, go listen to it. I hope. A lot of people hear it. I honestly have nothing. Like, Christmas is probably, like, my moment of the show. Because, quite frankly, it was fun to see Walter suffer through Jingle all the way. That was a fun film. It was, actually. I, I wasn't suffering through it. Literally said it was fun. You know, deep down inside, you don't want to see that sequel. I truly don't. We should do it. We should do it next year. Yes, actually. Bad bad Christmas sequels. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. What? I would do Home Home 3. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Walter, what's your favorite moment of the show? Uh, I'm going to cop out and just say the entire first Poddex episode. Okay. Because I feel like we really got deep with that episode. I think it's funny because you think that the spinoff Poddex episode are the ones where we just have casual fun. But those were the episodes where we... deep. Yeah. We bought more Poddex, folks. We're going to have more Poddex in season three. I really don't think these ones we're going to get deep on. They're just really fucking weird. Yeah, but we're going to have more pod decks. Yes. Right. We'll find a way to get deep, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> Would you rather go on 20-minute spiel? Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, that's like my favorite thing. Uh, Kevin Smith, Too Fat for 40, his special, uh, where he said at the beginning of the show, all right, guys, I'm going to try and answer as many questions as I can. Spent 50 minutes on one question <laughs> and ended the special. I would be so pissed. Oh, no. It's Kevin Smith. You don't get pissed at that. I love Kevin Smith. Oh, Kevin Smith is great. All right. So uh, if we can – do you guys have a least favorite moment of the show? Because uh, I know that time when I had COVID and we had to do everything remotely. What did we – when you, we did an episode while you were quarantined. We did the one-year anniversary while I was quarantined. Yes. Yes. That was actually... Oh, you know what? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking about that period where we did Last Airbender, Simpsons movie, Mortal Kombat. I think that was just when we were in lockdown. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like... I feel like those episodes weren't... They weren't the best. No, I can't remember it. Uh, One of my favorite thing well least favorite things was uh the last airbender show you're welcome <laughs> not, not even because of that because the do you do you remember how like i was rushing us yeah. the entire that was because jason told me 7 30 is when you can co- uh, hop on and be on the show so i needed to make sure we had the movie done by 7 30 so that's why i was rushing us and then you had me stall <laughs> yeah i had you stall while me and jason tried to figure things out Oh my god, that was a headache and a half. Uh, all right, so your favorite moment of twenty twenty. My birthday. Yeah. I feel like just the three of us having that fun day together. It was probably honestly, is probably the first time since my breakup that I was really happy for a day yeah and it was because of you guys and it was because of my friends that came by later and you know i'm welling up a little bit because how many shots did i do that day i don't know we all we all had a lot of shots of amaretto we all drank so much i remember i don't that. I, I just kind of wanted to die right. I had to do yeah i don't i don't drink anymore folks but honestly my 25th birthday is probably I'll never forget it. Just the my two best friends and some more of my friends, you know, Chen, you know, he was on the show. Uh, my cousin Kim, you know, uh, a bunch of my, uh, a couple of my cousins came by later, but, you know, just that was the first time since my breakup where I was genuinely happy for a day. And I know that it was like a week after, but like I was a mopey mess and you know, looking back at it, I realize how important you two are to me, to my growth, to my, you know, not my happiness per se, because I can make myself happy 
at this point in my life now. But I know whenever I have a rough day and I'm just cocooned in my hammock, you guys are going to be there. So thanks. Yeah. Well, now I have to find some weird-flavored snacks. <laughs> That's okay. We're, <laughs> I think we're past the weird-flavored snacks. For now. For, for, now. Now. for now. We're all happy we'll here. Never be. We'll never be. Happy's a strong Walter, shut the fuck up, you depressing <laughs> piece of shit. Bobby, your favorite moment of 2020? I mean, I don't really have one. If you say my birthday, I'm going to uh, choke I, you. I would say, like, probably the way that the election went. Okay, yeah. Joe Biden beating Donald Trump. Granted, Biden, not my first choice, but, no, no, um, no, 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 no. It, it's time for well, some Well, you time. know, Ross Perot isn't running anymore. What if we just ended the episode right there? Long haul 2024. Is Ross Perot still alive? I'm gonna take a look. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll look. I'll look. Keep going. I'm already. I'm already there. Of course you fucking are. Can we? Become... Yeah, Ross Perot's not running anymore. Is he dead? Died last year. Oh shit! Can we? Can we? Can we become a Ron Paul podcast? No. What the fuck's wrong with? Isn't you? he a conservative? Uh, he's, he differs a lot with Republicans. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Walter, your favorite moment of 2020? Uh, Jesus. Ugh, this is tough. Just getting your PS5. It's okay. We know that it's your favorite moment of 2020. Like, I don't want it to be yeah, getting your PS5. Just say your PS5, God damn it. Like, it's getting like my the, PS5 was great, but... It's like being a preteen, a preteen girl who finally got her period. What about that time for his birthday? We went to the arcade. That, that was, was pretty great. That was great. That was great. All before quarantine. His birthday was in January. Yes. But, uh... Oh, that was a, that was a fun day. <laughs> it was a fun day. We've had a lot of fun times on Capacity Geek. Yes. And if we knew how to sing, we would break into song right now. But we don't know how to sing. And we're not going to break in the song. No. But that's okay. Well, that's season two, boys. How do we feel? Fuck you, 2020. Honestly, I'm just exhausted. Well, if that's the case, guys, we're going we're gonna to go watch the Seinfeld Festivus episode. But for right now, you have a safe holiday. Happy New Year. Don't forget Walter's a cuck, and good night.